DSMLF Radio, world leading insight from world leading peers, helping to accelerate your intelligence. Welcome to DSMLF Radio. The Digital and Social Media Leadership Forum is an organization where many of the world's leading companies come to meet, share, and discuss insights and knowledge about social media and new technologies. Today, I'm talking with Stuart McRae, Executive Collaboration Evangelist at IBM, where he helps business executives and strategists with their organization's digital strategy and the effectiveness of their workforce. Um, we're going to be talking about social collaboration for HR and employee engagement within organizations. So welcome, Stuart. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. Could you start by telling us a bit more about you and what, what you do and your sort of uh, involvement with, with uh, digital technology and HR? Sure, yeah. So I've really been involved in using technology to make employees more effective, help them do their jobs better since way back. I started in the 80s connecting telex machines to computer mainframes and office systems, went through the email era and the social collaboration era, knowledge management, really looking at how organizations could use communication technology to, to engage their staff more effectively on whatever it is that they're trying to achieve as a business. And that's pretty much where I am today, looking at where things are going in the future, talking to some of our clients about, about their needs and how they see things evolving, and then using that experience in public forums and also with other clients to help them plot a way forward for a digital engagement within their organizations. Lovely. So somebody who's sort of been in there from the beginning when it probably wasn't even digital to begin with. <laughs> in a, well, five, five bit paper tape, I guess. <laughs> Just about digital. <laughs> so um, as we said, we're going to be talking about the sort of digital and social impact for, for HR, in, particularly in relation to uh, employees and employee engagement. So how is the digital and social world providing opportunities for HR in organizations, it's clearly been doing so for a period of time. I think we're sort of uh, starting to see some real um, changes and impact in organizations, but it has taken a, a bit of time, hasn't it? What, what's happening? Yeah. So, so I think we've, we've sort of gone through the era that, that started um, earlier, this, this is, uh, say 10 years ago, where the focus was really on kind of the business process side of HR and trying to automate that and moving beyond that to, to the softer side of how, how do you engage staff to, to make create a smarter workforce, to make organizations more, more effective. And I think from an HR perspective, we're seeing three big, uh, really key things in that area. The first is taking HR processes and, 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 and engaging with staff to, to do them more effectively. So we'll things like an employee survey, for example. It's not just a question of asking some questions and getting some answers, but how can you have a discussion around that to try to maybe tease some solutions out of the staff and crowdsource their expertise uh, around current issues, identify trending topics. Um, the second area is, is around giving employees a voice, which links very much to the example I just gave. So how do you make sure that uh, employees are able to observe what they see in a way which is consumable by senior management? They get early warnings of issues that are arising, uh, and they're able to, to find 
staff to the marshal staff to uh, to address them before they they impact the business or maybe use that sort of knowledge to see the the real leaders in 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 your workforce and identify those as, as future talent and develop those and then the third area is is applying analytics as as we move towards social collaboration um, and and really underpinning the other things I talked about you can start to apply analytics to the collaboration your employees are doing identify those topics uh, almost predict what's going to happen in an employee survey before you do it because you know the things that are concern of your workforce and uh, kind of bringing those threads together it's it's about how can HR as an advisor to management help them to leverage their employees more effectively and 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 the, the expertise of their staff more efficiently and what's the sort of um, argument for HR to, to do this because a lot of um of HR and organisations I've seen over over the years have been quite reticent to try using technology and, and to sort of open up the sort of social world within organisations. It's, it's quite challenging in some organisations for the with the culture that that they have. So so why is it so important for them to to do that? Yeah, I see. I mean, different organisations respond for different reasons, but sometimes it is very much HR seeing the opportunity to make themselves relevant in a way they weren't in the past to get more attention, focus, influence uh, within organizations. Um, that's typically senior managers with HR seeing it as an opportunity for creative album maybe. Um, you also simply, the, 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 you find the HR organizations being pressured to do this more because the way people work is changing. We know that from, from the other organizations we work with, from reading the press, from coming to DSLMF meetings, etc. And And senior management are starting to say to HR, okay, other organizations are doing things to leverage their workforce better. How can we do that? And, and this feeling that in the past, HR kind of haven't owned much in that respect, uh, that they're being looked to to become much more of the cross-functional ownership uh, for that sort of workforce development uh, in organizations. Mm -hmm. So let's think about some of the roles that, that HR play within the organization and how digital and social can, can help them. What sort of case studies can you share that, that sort of highlight some of the opportunities that, that are there for them? So, I mean, the, the, the obvious ones, I mean, the, the, the obvious HR processes which have been around um, uh, as a core of what they've done for a while, which can be improved in this, starts at the very beginning with um, uh, identifying future employees, uh, using, I mean, we know that um, 10 years ago, even, um, uh, choosing uh, employees for interviews meant going through a stack of paper CVs that people have mailed to you. In today's world, nobody's asked anyone for a CV. Most people don't ask people for CVs. They go look at LinkedIn. They go look at what these prospective employees are doing and, and create shortlists, certainly for important roles. So that has become much more about uh, identifying people through online social media. As we do that, then it becomes clear there's an opportunity uh, to really start the recruitment process much earlier by understanding potential applicants before they've even applied and, and certainly before they've come in for an interview. So one of the things we've done in IBM, for example, is created a, a soon-to-be blue community, online community, where we invent, invite potential hirees, hirees, hirees <laughs> in. To, to actually network, have discussions, and, and talk with our existing staff 
in, in the sorts of departments they're going to be working in with the managers they're going to be working for. You pitch that to the, to the, the potential employee as being, hey, here's a chance to figure out, do you really want to work in IBM? But also for the managers, I mean, it's the first level of interview. They can start to understand the employee much more. They can be much more prepared for that first conversation when they come in for an interview. Um, so that's, that's one example of ours. An example of one of our clients, um, TD Bank in, in Canada, reduced the amount of time it took to onboard new employees by 50% by giving them online access to information. Uh, giving them online access to current expertise they could use to find out how to, to do their job better. Social-based learning, so they, instead of just doing a course on stuff, they could ask questions and engage in current, with current practitioners. Um, and, and find mentors online and coaches and, and get assistance. And as I say, they reduce the onboarding time by 50%, which is an amazing saving, obviously, uh, for any organization. So, yeah. That sort of thing follows right through staff retention, keeping employees engaged, keeps them longer, reduces the cost of replacing them, making employee and surveys more efficient, etc. You can go right through the HR life cycle, if you like, and apply mm -hmm. engagement technologies to improving the processes. And often with HR initiatives, that some of the challenge is getting the sort of line managers bought in and, and involved. And I can see that that could be just as much of an issue when we're talking digital and social. So you're talking about, uh, you know, getting candidates interacting with existing employees and existing managers. How, how do people get those those internal people interested in, in doing that, um, you know, given it's a quite I mean, a different way of being? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, your audience, I, I guess, is, is well aware of the general problems of adopting social and engagement technologies in organizations, and, and it's exactly an, an example of that, right? So I think many of the answers are the same as, as the answers of adopting social collaboration technologies overall. Uh, to me, it really comes down to understanding uh, what you're trying to achieve and your current organizational situation. So, so the three broad approaches that I see organizations using uh, are either um, to, to evolve from where they are, kind of using social and, and collaborative technologies in a, in a, from the leadership down, as it were, to, to, to encourage people to, to behave in a new way by, by demonstrating leadership, by engaging them in conversations, by using social channels instead of transmit and forget email channels to communicate with them and, and getting people more engaged and then leading them through the process through leadership. The second way is more cultural. Some organizations have a culture of sharing anyway, and you can get people to do it more virally and bottom up uh, through that. Or sometimes in a very process-centric organization, you just do it by changing the process, by asserting this is how it will be done. This is what managers are expected to do uh, as part of the process. Mm. Which of those, or probably a mix of those technologies works, varies organization by organization. Um, but it's absolutely true. It needs to be, the adoption thing needs to be something that is actively managed, not, not just put a process in place and you assume it will work. Mm, mm. And I guess once you start to see the benefit, then then that gets more buy-in and, and it becomes sort of that sort of momentum, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, success is the fastest way to getting to, to the that's how we do things around here state, which is, is really where you want to be. Mm -hmm. You talked about employee voice and, and uh, 
firstly sort of digitizing employee surveys but but moving more into thinking about crowdsourcing um those are two quite different things you know it's quite easy to to digitize asking for opinions but actually getting a sort of much wider view and and and, and something that you can do something with more easily is 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 sort of the next stage, I guess, in, in crowdsourcing. Talk a bit about how that's being used within organizations. Yeah, it's, it's very much about, well, so you can do it um, in different ways, but it's very much about getting, gradually moving to this feeling that, that people aren't just being asked for an opinion which they express and then they're done with it, uh, but, but feeling it's much more of an ongoing conversation. So um, a few years ago, for example, IBM UK just the division here went through a, a jam, a, a, an innovation session with our employees to talk about uh, how they could make the UK as a business unit work better within IBM. And one of the things that we realized as we went through that process is that the biggest part of value in some ways wasn't the ideas that came up during the jam. It was identifying the key people who were coming up with ideas and then bringing them together towards the end to actually create a roadmap, a set of actions to take to use the ideas, and then keeping those people engaged through through an online uh, platform uh, and giving them feedback as to what was changing, asking them, is it having the effect we expected, uh, and, um, and, and proactively managing the, the if you like, digital transformation, which is what we're talking about here, and by engaging the staff and, and them feeling they have ownership of it. We, we recently went through the same thing when we updated our appraisal processes internally by getting the staff to, to talk about the, the issues they had with the current system beforehand and then become part of designing the solution. Uh, and then we can keep them engaged to talk about whether it's working afterwards and fine tune it and, and, and you don't have to suddenly go and tell people, hey, you have to do stuff this way in future. They've sort of built in, bought into that by being part of the conversation uh, in, the, in the first place. Mm. It's quite a sort of um, fluid way of, of doing things, isn't it? Projects become quite sort of uh, open-ended when, when you're talking in that sort of way, but you can just see how much more effective they are at, at sort of embedding and, as you say, keeping people engaged in, in that process. Yeah, I mean, it's really the, the modern way of working, which is agile, right? Agile may have started in a kind of development world or an IT world, which was about agile ways of running projects. But now agile is applied to all parts of the business. It's about being responsive. It's about being able to change, taking in ideas and applying them. And, and to do that, you have to engage the staff in in this on a almost day-to-day -day basis. So they they not only are being asked for opinions and being able to express them, but they're seeing the impact what they did had, which it drives them to be more engaged, more involved in the future, uh, and enables organizations to evolve and change in this rapidly changing world we're living in today. Mm. And you mentioned social learning uh, before, and that's a, a sort of real key uh, advantage organizations have if they're, if they're thinking about that in, in the, the changing world to talk a bit more about what that actually means in comparison to the to the old learning and development days of you know go on a course do an appraisal decide what what you need to learn go on a course and that's about it <laughs> yeah so so we've certainly i mean one of the things that's 
that the clear trend everywhere you go nowadays is shifting from classroom-based to, to online-based learning. Um, clearly, there's still a role for classroom, and it's still done, but it, it's more expensive, and, and it has a big challenge that, that then the, the scheduling of learning is when the learning's available, rather than when the user needs it and needs to use it. And the lag between learning something and applying it is, is really bad for, for retaining and, and building on that knowledge. So mm. the shift to online learning is, is, is very big in a lot of organizations. And what we've done, I did a project last year with, with one of our clients in, in Ireland where we put together a system which would wrap social collaboration and communication forums around a piece of learning which was video. So you could, in advance of, of taking a course, uh, you could go and, and uh, interact with the people who were also taking the course at that time uh, and start to build relationships there. You could have discussions on the side in a forum about things that weren't clear to you as well as being able to access the subject matter experts who'd put the content together uh, and ask questions in a more formal way. And, and right to the level of when you were actually playing the video for a particular mod module, you could see on the side who was playing the same video at the same time and, and maybe have a, an immediate conversation with them about what they thought of it and, and, and did they understand something or, or whatever and start to build that. I mean, it's, it's, it's like going to a face-to-face -face course where you somehow remember the set of people you did the course with afterwards and you might call them and, and discuss it if, if you have issues applying it uh, and, and doing that same thing uh, with an online course makes it, uh, make, makes it a more sticky experience. People remember more um, because they've, they've really talked about what stuff meant in the way that you would in a face-to-face -face meeting. Uh, rather than just listen to a dry recording and it goes in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. And that sort of feeds back into the the way that that these uh, development opportunities are, are facilitated by the the trainers and and the the line managers, doesn't it? How's how does social and digital how's that sort of pushing our our HR and and our people managers to to do things differently? I think I mean it varies a lot. Uh, across organizations, but I, I, I've certainly know clients who've had to radically change the way they they measure managers. I had one client who uh, where the HR director stood up in a meeting quite late in the planning process for rolling out a social collaboration platform and said it's not going to work in this organization as it exists because we reward our managers on how many people approach them for, us, for help. So they're not going to let anybody in their team share knowledge <laughs> because that will reduce the number of people coming to them and therefore their bonuses are at risk. So they yeah. have to, to really change the way managers are measured. I think what we're seeing in this new world, it, we're, we're talking about empowering staff to find expertise, find knowledge and use it by themselves. And traditionally, they'd have gone to their manager and said, who can help with this? And that means the role of management is shifting from being a kind of authoritative information source and a direction source to being much more of a mentoring, coaching role where you're helping the staff to achieve maximum on their own, on their own behalf. And that's a, a different skill set and definitely requires a similar sort of agile retraining of managers that we're talking about for the workforce overall. Yes, yeah, I suppose that's we're seeing a lot in the news about uh, big organisations dropping performance reviews and or performance management systems and so on, aren't we? And that's that's a, a, a symptom of uh, of some of this change, isn't it? Yeah, and very often, actually, what that means when an organisation said they've done that is they've dropped a very rigid system 
and given much more trust in management to say how well that people are doing. Uh, and you can only do that if, if the managers have visibility to what the people what their people are doing. And uh, many organizations that, that in the past that simply hasn't been true. But in today's world where a lot of conversations have happen online or are or are invisible, recorded and available, uh, there's no real reason why a manager shouldn't be able to to understand what their employee did this week without having to have an end of week review meeting or an end of year review meeting, you see the impact they're having on the rest of the organization through the conversations they're having. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. It's been really good talking to you. I think we've covered quite a lot in a short period of time. Um, certainly uh, lots of food for thought there. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And we're going to be covering a whole variety of themes and topics moving forward. And uh, if you'd like to be on the show, please do get in touch with us at dsmlf.info. DSMLF Radio, world-leading insight from world-leading peers, helping to accelerate your intelligence.